thing is called remembering, isn't it? Yes. Okay. All right, that's all the prep's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a book, is it? Yeah. What is this? Who are you? <laughs> so, okay. after a Hello. month, we're back. <laughs> we all these plans, you know? Yeah. A month, yeah, I know, because hmm. we were doing it every week, and then all And of also, a sudden, we've been all... finished work, what? Three weeks now? Yeah. And this is really no excuse. under, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know if I should sit back. I'm going to kind of sit kind of match work. Oh, yeah. So my table is very low. So that's okay. It feels, okay. Like it's, probably feels like it's very far away. Yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah. Um. So how are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, good, it's good. nice. To, I don't want to, you know, talk about the holidays too much because no. I know what people already hate teachers so yeah. much. <laughs> people are reaching for their, yeah. I was going to say the dial, but I don't know what you're re- reaching for their phones. But, but, yeah, the but I have been that. Uh, we should put their phones, throwing it across the room. Yeah, that'll stop the podcast. <laughs> but I have been meeting a lot of people recently and going on big rants about work and saying how I think that every every single job should have the same holidays as, teach, as teachers. Every sure, job should absolutely. have three months off. We're not built I'll, to I'll, be working all year no, round. Like will, That's why people are so tired. No, I'll time. march on a picket with anyone who wants it. Yeah. I think we should all have this. Yeah, no, you know, we definitely should. Yeah. We've pioneered it. We know it's good. <laughs> and we're, we want everyone to have the same as us. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny though yeah. when you talk to some teachers though and like if you go even a little bit into June like the, we, so we worked on the 3rd oh, of June yeah, yeah. and somebody at work was said that's how you that, that's how they get you and then so I was asked <laughs> to do something the wedge. Yeah. Yeah. I was asked to do a few things during the summer and that the same person was like there you go this is how it starts yeah, yeah. and then when we when we have to come back oh, in August yeah. as opposed to September yeah. they're like no we're practice we're Jesus soon we'll only have two months off <laughs> down to ten weeks now you know? but it's like uh, the first time when I was in work and the summer holidays tipped into oh we would always be back in September so somewhere mm-hmm. between the first and the seventh of September whatever first Monday landed in there, that's when we were back. And then the first year it tipped into August. Into August. Yeah. Somebody behind me went, well, that's August for <laughs> And they were coming back on the 28th. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were three days bitten into they the They had August. the Sunday that's night it. fear all yeah, of yeah, August. Exactly. <laughs> that's it, ruined now. Let's not dwell on that. No. Um, <laughs> so, How have uh, you been? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, and the weather being nice makes such a difference as well. It actually feels like summer. Yeah, I've been getting regularly sunburnt and just, I know, a, just yeah. a light pink. Yeah. That's all I do. Yeah, I go from yeah. a pale blue to a pale pink. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I've been getting burnt too. And I was out, I was sitting in my first time, I was at my first pub mm. on Sunday oh, right, okay. in over a year like sitting outside yeah. and it was lovely because it was sunny I was like yeah. god I feel like I'm in a country that's usually sunny a lot <laughs> like we're sitting outside yeah drink. I did that where did I go I was meeting a friend in town and she texted me to say she was sitting outside Purcell's oh yeah so I went outside outside there and had a drink yeah and it was the first drink I had had in years oh really yeah yeah, because okay. you know, I used to be a terrible alcoholic. No, yeah. no, I just, I don't really drink and I just, you know, right. and because all the years playing in bands, I was always had my car and moving oh, gears. Okay. So, I just, I just, oh, so you're the opposite to most people who are in bands who go the other Yeah, r- I think I was just invited to be in the band thing. because I had a car with a good boot. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, excuse me, um, no, it was just you, never, I you just, don't really it was drink. never okay. my thing. Right, never, yeah, not mad I, Well, no, it's, it's like, do you ever have a drink where you're going to go, this is the one that's going to, ruined my life this is so tasty i remember oh. having cocktails with uh with my sister when she was living in new york we went to a party in new jersey right that's the first time i'd had cocktails i went this is it this, <laughs> this is, will be this my dad's fault i gotta remember so this i'm imagining a really girly cocktail with one of those little curly straws 
Um, well, it was at a house party, so they didn't really bother with that stuff. Oh, yeah. But that wouldn't have put me off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then I had uh, I'd had Long Island iced teas in in mm. New York with my brother once. And I remember Billy Connolly describing a drink that he'd had. He was a zombie, and it said nice. he got him drunk from the legs up. <laughs> and he only realised he was drunk when he stood up. <laughs> that was exactly what happened to me. I, I stood up to go to the bathroom, and I said to a girl working there, uh, "Where are the restrooms?" And she goes. Oh, over there to your right. And I went, thank you. Promptly walked to my left and into the kitchen. And, uh, but uh, yeah, so, but it was really nice to have that drink in the sun. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, really yeah. there is something nice yeah. about having yeah. a drink or two in the sun. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but I ended up getting really, I felt quite badly burnt on my shoulders and only realized right. when I got home. And then, but I'm always kind of like, secretly delighted when I get burned but you have to kind of of pretend that you don't yeah I didn't pee because I just like lather myself and cream that afterwards (laughs) I I never get a colour so at least that's the the only way for me to get a colour is if I get burnt it's not like I'll just get a colour naturally no I just I could stay there all day um, or go out every day for the right amount of time I would just never progress to any kind of and even with anything other than red yeah it goes red and then it might go it might kind of like hint at the fact that it might turn into something else people will say you've got a nice colour but the colour they're referring to is red (laughs) (laughs) it's a nice shade of pink you have on you there or you're very embarrassed (laughs) yeah but yeah so we go yeah we're going to get into it now straight away so so first up is Sinead O'Connor's new is it autobiography or memoir? What's the difference? The, I don't know. Are they the same thing? I think they're the same. Okay, yeah. autobiography slash so. memoir called Rememberings. And I did a pre-recorded uh, intro and here it is now. Rememberings is the landmark memoir of music icon Sinead O'Connor, whose voice and trademark shaved head made her famous by the age of 21. Her recording of Prince's Nothing Compares to You in 1990 made her a global superstar and catapulted her to music pop stardom. Outraging millions when she tore up a photograph of Pope John Paul II on Saturday Night Live in 1992, O'Connor was unapologetic and impossible to ignore, calling out hypocrisy wherever she saw it and has seemingly remained that way for three decades. In Rememberings, O'Connor tells her story, the heartache of growing up in a family falling apart, her early experiences in the Dublin music scene, her adventures and misadventures in the world of sex, drugs and rock and roll, the fulfilment of being a mother, her ongoing spiritual quest, and through it all, her abiding passion for music. Written in a direct present tense style, Rememberings is intimate, full of candid anecdotes, including a particularly crazy story about Prince and extremely honest insights. The mainstream narrative of Sinead has always been that of a pop star ripping up a photo of the Pope on American TV and derailing her life and career. Rememberings examines the possibility of whether the opposite is in fact true. See if there is a difference between a memoir and an autobiography. Is um, so it's called Remembrance. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, we both listened to this. Yes, yeah. I wanted to listen to. Well, I've just started listening to all my books now recently. Here it is. An autobiography is a first-person account of an entire life, while a memoir uses a person's life story to elevate a larger theme or idea. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Right. Me and I still don't quite understand yeah. it. Yeah. I thought. <laughs> Right, if anything, I thought maybe an autobiography might be something that's kind of, oh God, written about somebody's life, but 
like they are telling it, but it's almost from an objective point of view. But a memoir is more like their own personal musings. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I would have thought it would be a more subtle difference like that. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Right. Okay. So yeah, I wanted to listen to it because I I can't read books anymore now without falling asleep. Yes, I am going to try and work on that over yeah. the summer. You know, because yeah. I started American Dirt and now every time I try and read it, I fall asleep. Yeah. And it's a very it's a thriller. Like it's very exciting. <laughs> well, I find that. I read on on my iPad, so I end up basically getting the iPad dropping onto my yeah. face and it's a big one <laughs> like a corner right in your forehead you know? yeah but also because it's Sinead O'Connor and I think I saw that she reads it so I was thinking oh I really want to I want to hear that yeah, okay. so so what did you think like so what first of all what are your were your impressions of Sinead O'Connor before I am I, I kind of knew the songs that everyone else knew but I never dug any deeper with it mm-hmm. I I've I, even the first album, like we knew all, all the songs off the first two albums, really. Yeah. The, the, the hits off those, you know, which she doesn't have a lot of hits. So when you think mm. about it, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's nothing compares to you. Yeah. Mandinka. Mandinka. Yeah, there's yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. They're it's kind like of Bon Jovi. When you yeah. think of Bon Jovi, there's about half a dozen big hits, mm. but they're an enormous band. Yeah. But she, yeah, I mean, I know the names of her albums more than I know the names of the songs off those albums, like that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I, she always struck me as somebody who's just an amazing singer, absolutely amazing. And, you know, that song is an undeniable classic. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it does that thing that great covers do where it, it elevates the source within. Yeah. It's better than, than the, the, I think, I don't know who sang the original one. But I know it was written by Prince, but I don't yeah. think he ever recorded it. I think he recorded a version really? apparently, and apparently he didn't do anything at all. Oh, really? Like there okay. was all, it was almost not noticed. Yeah, but I'm yeah. sure maybe somebody else sang it yeah. as well. I've heard a version by him, or right. his version. Yeah, I, I think, but I don't think he put it out. I think it was like a demo or something oh, okay. that right. got released or something. Right. Okay. But not as an official release. As right. such. I think so. Anyway, I could be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. But so I knew that, and uh, I always thought, um, do you know, she struck me as one of those people who. Um, who, who maybe not the best person to control her own career yeah. completely. Yeah, like yeah. she needed uh, a collaborator. And I think she had collaborators judging from the, from the book. And, um, mm-hmm. But I think uh, maybe the quality control wasn't always there, I thought. Um, mm. But then again, I don't know them that well. I listened to those albums, yeah. but I never really went back to them. Yeah. So what was your... Yeah, experience? I would have been saying music-wise. I always really... I always kind of had a soft spot for it the way I think a lot of Irish people do yeah. with her like oh, I think everybody yeah, yeah. does have a certain image of her in her head is you know a little bit crazy a little mm. bit off you know kind of um slightly yeah. unhinged at times and things like that but I always thought I always loved her voice I always thought she had an absolutely amazing voice which I know that you know everybody yeah. I think that's kind of just a general consensus especially when she was younger and there's something very kind of I don't even know what it is, but there's something so haunting about her voice yeah, and her absolutely. look and everything. Yeah, and yeah. I always thought, thought she looked amazing. So, And then when I was in Taylor Films, we produced one of her music videos oh, called okay. Fourth and Vine, which is actually quite a good song. It's okay. on the album um, Why Don't I Be Me and You Be You or something like is that. Is that a covers record? No, they, I, oh maybe, oh god, I, I don't think even that, know. That reminds me of like a Tom Waits uh, song. Oh maybe it is, god, for all I know, maybe, because I didn't even know that about Kurt Vile, that they were all covers until afterwards. But, uh, so there's a chance that it could be. But we, um, we produced that and I was the extras coordinator 
for that shoot and I'm actually in the video so it's oh, like, really? yeah. <laughs> so we I was there when she came in so it's it's actually it's a good idea it's like set in the 50s in Ireland yeah. and this young couple are getting married and they have all the Irish wedding traditions like people putting breadcrumbs on the bride's head loads of things and then the, you know the the what do they call the something boys who come in with the, these kind of sticks on their head this like like a like a helmet made Ren. of sticks. Wren, yeah, Ren the Wren boys, boys or yeah. whatever. And all these oh. different kind of traditions. Terrifying. Yeah, like Midsummer or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it is a bit like that. Oh but so God. we were all in this pub in Westmead in Castletown Gagan. So I had to get all the extras and they were lovely. They were all like kind of there was a mixture of older and younger. But uh, the video was really good fun, but she came in in the yeah. middle of it. So she was just there. In the video, it looks like she's there the whole time. She actually only came in for a part of it. And she was very, like, you could tell, everybody felt like, oh my God, it's Sinead O'Connor. But everybody was trying not to, because she was yeah. only, like, sitting where yeah, you yeah, are yeah. now in this little pub. But she seemed very, like, she seemed really nice, but very quiet and very, yeah. she seemed very uncomfortable being around right, a lot of people. Okay. But she had her band around her, and you could tell she felt really comfortable with them. Yeah. So she was kind of talking with yeah. them and that. So that's why I always kind of had this. Oh, and also, I babysat her daughter years ago <laughs> oh I also maybe <laughs> I forgot about that because yeah. uh, my sister was organising uh, years ago I think I was just in my first year of college was organising a literary festival in Cabin and John Waters was in it and he, she has a child with John Waters yeah. the writer and uh, Roisin is the little girl and my sister asked me if I'd look after look after babysit um, John Waters' daughter and yeah. I kind of thought okay and then she said oh you know it's Sinead O'Connor's daughter too and I was right. like yep so, Definitely good so, yeah, so that was great really intelligent kind <laughs> Of, I was trying to think of the word the other day precocious I don't mean that but like she was obviously very wise beyond yeah, her years yeah, she was yeah. only like a little seven year old or something right. but had the big gorgeous blue eyes yeah, as well yeah. anyway so I've always felt a bit of a connection yeah, with Sinead yeah, O'Connor a little crossover there <laughs> so I was yeah and I always kind of thought even though I wouldn't really listen to her music now I did go back and listen to some of the albums after listening to this I only kind of I listened to a couple of them I made yeah. notes on the, the names of the ones but uh, but I really yeah I was really looking forward to hearing this because she kind of seemed like somebody god there's just something so vulnerable about yeah. her yeah and I mean going into it I said look I know you know she's got a story to tell yeah it's not going to be boring yeah all. yeah but, but I, as soon as it started and she started reading it I think I texted her or I was about to text yeah. her so I remember thinking this voice is going to be a problem <laughs> he said that it yeah was, it was tough to get into it I did found. you think that yeah. see I actually yeah. really I love the fact that she read it and I love the way she read it now towards the end I know what you mean about her voice but at the beginning I loved it because I thought oh, you could oh, hear that, that vulnerability and yeah, it's absolutely. And kind of down to earth about her voice it would be weird if anyone else read it in their place but at the same time I think I don't know I don't want to say this and, and I don't mean this in a harsh way, but if her voice sounded a little slurred at times. It did a tiny you know? bit, yeah. And it, yeah. And at other times, it kind of showed me that there is a real art to reading a story to somebody. Yeah. And just because it's your story doesn't mean you're going to be good at telling it. Right. And I, there was one point where uh, uh, something, she had, she had to say, read a line that was something like, I ain't gonna do that. And she did say ain't a she lot. She said ain't a lot, and it really annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's petty. And it just, I thought, oh, I but actually, just what I was just so, thinking, well, it's not gonna like that. But it was just so <laughs> affected or something. And I think it's the right, kind of thing that okay. probably reads uh, on the page yeah, better than it reads out loud. You know? Yeah, I know and what it, you mean. But also, the delivery of it was odd, and it was just, it was just kind of. But then there were things like, um, like each song, each chapter is a song title. Yeah. Not necessarily. Oh, right. Okay. So there's. At one point, she was like, chapter four, lost in music. And I was just kind of going, that's not... 
But it was like nobody was stopping her and saying, "Can we just take Do that again?" Because yeah. you said music, mm. you know. And it just, but it just kind of contributed to this uneasy air about it that it just okay. kind of felt. Am I listening to somebody who's who's struggling and not up to the task? Well, yeah, times, probably. You know? I suppose that's kind of what I liked about it was that it seemed very raw, and it's called Remembrance, mm. which I thought was a really good title because it really does feel like, like I said this to you already. I think that either she's got the best memory in the world, or yeah. some of those stories are either embellished, or she's remembering them a certain way because yeah. she did seem to remember incredible details. But it was almost like she was reading from her diary or something, and I kind of really liked that. And I sort of, yeah. I, I, and I, one thing that I really liked about the way she read it was I loved when she laughed, like she would read so I kind of yeah. it's just that with audiobooks normally especially with the American ones they're so polished and they're so finessed and everything yeah, else yeah. And, and like that is great and that's what yeah. you want usually in an audiobook but with this I was kind of like oh I, I kind of like it sort of felt like she was just having a chat with me and right. telling me her life story and I thought I don't know if that's what she was trying to do or that's I just the way was. it is I because that is the way she speaks now probably because like she did say it, she does, I know she doesn't smoke weed anymore, but like even some of the memories she talks about, she kind of admit herself, she spent most of her life from whenever, 19 or whatever, completely stoned. Yeah. Like there's such a... Like and it does show drink. up at certain points in some of her stories. Yeah. But she, there was a moment in it where she refers to Father Ted. Do you remember this moment? No. She said it was like a moment from the BBC sitcom Father Ted. Oh, I don't I remember thought, that. You right. mean a Channel Four sitcom Father Ted? Oh, and I just okay, and I know it's a small right. example, but it just made me think nobody is checking, checking this. Okay. Or this is a very this felt sloppy or something or. Okay. Right. And, but I don't know why she felt the need to say bbc sitcom with such authority this is sounds like a small point i'm laboring here right, yeah, but it was just it was kind of indicative of it just felt nobody was checking this thing right okay you know? i didn't even notice that actually funny enough but yeah. um because i was going to go back and listen to to some parts of it but there was just some of that well, like the all, all of the um not allegations but um yeah i suppose allegations about her mother mm. like i had never heard that before and i couldn't believe Any of it no, no, because I no, I didn't know no, that really she like I knew that she had some sort of troubled relationship yeah. with her mother, but I actually didn't know, I about didn't know the abuse the and all of that. But it was that. if everything she's saying again is true, which I'm assuming it is, because why would she make that up about her own mother? It was absolutely oh, terrible. Was like you can completely understand yeah, why totally, she might have been slightly unhinged, or there oh might have been God, issues yeah. there. When she, I mean, the way you kind of go, how is she as it, together as yeah, she is? Yeah, that's given the thing. what she had endured. It yeah. was horrific. And really, really, but then, absolutely the, the first story in it that shocked me was just a tiny thing about standing at the train platform and a train <gasps> comes screaming yeah, through, God, and a, a kid purposely opened the door yeah. and there with it. She got. She went home drenched in blood, and her mother was very upset about her you know blood on her uniform yeah but that was her she's still suffering from it to this yeah well that makes sense if she says she thinks some of her mental illness comes from that and apparently that can cause you know yeah blunt traumas like that but i really i what i liked about it was she wrote like a child but a very articulate child Mm. and i kind of liked that because it sort of had that fragility and and vulnerability to it that i quite i always associated with her anyway but then this strength as well like i think that's the thing about sinead o'connor is that she kind of has those yeah. two sides she's, she's, she's very like, formidable you know yeah so i'm just gonna check the time on this i'm getting paranoid mm-hmm. yeah it's gone um <laughs> so it's she's very formidable and very fragile at the same time yeah that's, that's the her, that's the thing yeah what did you think about the prince story the prince story was now apparently the story has been uh, mentioned before it wasn't fully a new story right like right. a friend of mine who's a big prince fan knew about it and she was oh, saying okay. that she knew about the pillow fight that they had had but 
where he came down and yeah. they asked her that they wanted so he had asked her he basically rang her up and I liked her accents by the way I liked oh, her she was great, like Shanae yeah. I can't even remember what way he was she said the way he said her name in a very American Shine but he invites her over to his house House up in the hills she gets there and he, she's let in by what she described as an Igor style <laughs> butler who turns out to be Prince's brother, yeah. who is very subservient to his master. Yeah. And Prince proceeds to be the most childish. He does not come out well at this time. I wouldn't be surprised all. if it's all true. Oh, I wouldn't There's be surprised. There's something about There's him. There's one that... element of that story that is not true. The what? moment where she said she looked at the prince's eyes and his irises and pupils dissolved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you said that to me afterwards. Wise. I don't remember that either. Maybe, yeah, maybe because that was so ridiculous. I just didn't yeah. take that part in. But, but she you... says it. She goes, they didn't go up, they didn't go down, they didn't go left, all right, they dissolved. They go, well, see, that's Sinead, thinking, yeah. they didn't. They didn't. Everything. <laughs> Let's just get that straight. Yeah. But you're again, leaving like, out every... some detail of this story yeah. that you were out of your mind. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you both were. Yeah, well, see, possibly, possibly she was stoned when she went over to his house. Cause so he asked her, did she want to drink? And she said, non-alcoholic, but she said she doesn't yeah. drink, it makes her sick. And then you like put the glass bang the glass yeah. down at the table and was like get it yourself and she said from that moment on she was like oh here we go this and then he starts lecturing her about her language yeah and she, she told him to go fuck himself oh yeah she had a great reply to that he said um, I don't like the language that you're using and straight away she was like oh what English sorry the Irish was beaten out of us <laughs> <laughs> that was great she's brilliant she's so witty yeah. but but I think as, a, as the, the, the as the story went on I remember at one point, every guy that came into the story, she introduced him and finished the sentence with, and I was madly in love yeah. with him. I swear to God, she said it eight to ten times. Yeah. And to the point where I was going, where's the editor? Stop, find a different way to say it. Right. And then she okay. mentioned some guy towards the end who she said, I said, oh, she's going to say she was madly in love with him. Mm. But then she started to go on about how unattractive he was and how she didn't like him. And, and then she goes, but I was madly in Find another way to say Yeah, I know. It, I would say that's true, though. I'd say she probably does oh, fall no deep in love with people very quickly. Just, but it was just... It, it had become comical at that point. Right, yeah. Just yeah. find No, there was things... There were certain it, phrases you know? that she said over and over again, but yeah. I kind of thought that was like part of its charm. Yeah. But also, so her story about <laughs> the first time she shaved her head, and there's this oh, tur- yeah. Turkish barber... Who, who didn't want to do it it took him a while to realize she was a girl first i think yeah and then he wouldn't do it in broken english she was saying well, your husband will not like and all mm. of this stuff anyway he eventually shaves her head and she said and as he's revealing it to her with the mirror a single tear rolls down okay. now i i don't think she was saying that she didn't really deliver that line with enough comic effect to kind of make it clear she was embellishing the scene yeah, you know yeah i think in her head that happened she really overestimated <laughs> what a London barber has or hasn't seen in terms of haircuts. Yeah. You know, I think she did mention that he was new to the job, but yeah. a shaved head is not mm. the most radical but thing maybe, in the world. But, the if, 90s, but if he's surely. coming from a certain culture as well where women are supposed to have long, yeah. lovely, very feminine hair. And but she's acting like no woman in. ever shaved her head before. Yeah, but I yeah. suppose it kind of was 
a big thing. Well, no, I know there was a lot of punks around at the time, but yeah, yeah. maybe the fact that I'd say he probably did re maybe he didn't react as much as she said he did. But or, I'd say, I would be I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if there was because the amount of times I've heard people say like I know everyone knows what Sinead O'Connor the shaved head if anything I think kind of enhances her beauty because all you're just like when she was younger yeah, you, all you could she see was her big eyes yeah. and everything else but I a lot of times though people would all you know you'd hear people say God if she just if she had hair she'd she be gorgeous yeah, you know exactly, and, yeah. and like there is this idea I could imagine some men thinking like that like yeah. why would you want to get rid of well, your I, I, hair yeah it seems like an exaggeration yeah but the was, one the one yeah. tear rolling down the cheek yeah, was <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of like yeah. it was things like that that made me go you know she is kind of an un, unreliable I mean, narrator yeah, sometimes but I know. suppose that's kind of like yeah I think I kind of knew that going into it and there were certain things you that I heard where I thought I, yeah and I kind of was, I think like most of it is probably true and I knew some of it either wasn't true or she not that she's lying but that she's remembering in a certain way but I was kind of okay with that so, the same way when you're hearing a story from somebody sure. you never know yeah. especially certainly you kind of think the story's not true. Right. Or like, but also, or even if like, you have a good story of your own, and you, you've told it a lot of times, you, every it time you tell it, it's an extra like, little yeah. detail. And after a while, you're kind of going, hmm, yeah. did that happen? Or am I just, have, am I just <laughs> added to the memory, and now I think it really did happen? Yeah, but there were some lovely stories. Like the very first story that I really remember was the story about her, um, oh, the tour guide. Remember she fell in love when she was a young girl? She fell in love with the tour guide. And she wrote him a letter. She was very young. And then he, like he worked on a travel agent. A travel agent, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he, he said this lovely speech back there. He was, he was saying that he was gay, but yeah. that, and you know, it wouldn't be, even if he wasn't, it wouldn't yeah, be right for yeah. her. And right for her to get involved yeah. and she should wait and so there's some man oh yeah he asked her he's like what is it that you love about me and she said it's the fact that you're kind he said well then make sure you find a kind yeah mind. that was very was some lovely. Yeah. i just thought there was some lovely moments like that where she's been treated so horribly by her mother her father seems lovely and his, his stepmother yeah. as well yeah. like i know it took him a while to kind of realize what yeah. was happening but then when he did and i like the letter she wrote at the end to her father saying you know none of this yeah, was your yeah, fault she's very so, forgiving of yeah. Mother and that's Wait, so and you so you know the way she got involved with Dr. Phil then? She talks about Dr. Phil. Did you finish the book? Yeah. Yeah, she talks about Well, sorry, I got to the part where she's going over all of her albums. Oh, okay, so after Is that there more, yeah, there's I more, that was the end. Right, okay, sorry, there's more after that, that where she yeah. um talks about Dr. Phil, you know, the American right. Dr. Phil, he rings her up. You know when she released that video on Facebook and it was kind of like a cry for help and she was sort of, it seemed like she was suicidal. Yeah, and she yeah, was, yeah. So after that, that kind of went viral because people were kind of saying, oh, well, somebody help her. And Dr. Phil got in touch with her then after He's that. such a... So the so the story so she so she kind of tells us that, you know about that and it seems like at the at the beginning she thinks this is great I think she was in an institution at the time or something and he kind of took her out of it and she was delighted and she thought this is Doctor Phil of course he's going to yeah. fix me but the story she tells in the book is that you know once he did the the first interview then he kind of completely abandoned her after right. that but I looked up the video of yeah. the actual the whole interview is online the whole episode okay. and yeah. God he's just feels so terrible for her she's like a little girl she, she's so obviously so excited mm. that somebody is finally paying her some yeah, attention yeah. And, and he and doesn't he, have the reputation he, he didn't have a day that he has now like he was kind of fairly well trusted at the time I yeah Why? what's his reputation now oh just he's a real he's just a sham he's just oh a, okay you know, right right yeah con man essentially oh okay you know, yeah um, well it kind of useless yeah and when you watch the interview it's so American the music yeah, yeah. that they use underneath it and everything but she's really candid in it and she talks all about she says everything about the abuse she yeah. says it but she the whole time she talks about how much she loves her mother though and right. misses her mother yeah. and it's it's mad I can't even imagine that to be so horribly abused by somebody but then she really really misses her every day at the same well, time well I mean she never had that 
that affection from her mother and it's trying yeah. to try to it's it's almost like psychology one on one, isn't it? But you try to re- replace that, that her whole yeah, life, you that's know. That's the thing, yeah. And it's just it's she's a she strikes me as the kind of person who is uh, a chaos magnet. Yeah. And a chaos yeah. causer at times. Yeah, as well. yeah. Uh, and she kind of does admit that. Yeah. Like she that's what I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Yeah. That she but, kind of admits she kind of, well, she's always referring to herself as a crazy bitch. I wouldn't call her that. Yeah, but definitely she kind not, of, but, but she kind of, she knows she has this reputation. And she would sort of say, like, I, and I have a temper, I have a terrible temper, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. I, I do bring it on myself a lot of the time. Like, there's one story she tells about herself and her bass player, who was the bass player in The Smiths. Oh, okay. Getting beaten up outside a club by bouncers. Oh yeah, but yeah. she never says what happened before they yeah, started hitting her. Yeah, yeah. Not that there's any reason that they could possibly have, but yeah. it's just the story starts with two bouncers beating her up for no reason. Right. Now, there's yeah, no reason that's that good story. enough. Yeah. Well, you'd like to know what their reason was, why yeah. they were doing it, and there's more to the story than she's telling. She just picks it up at the point. That kind of suits the narrative. Yeah, in a way. no, that and that does happen sometimes. I definitely. So I really, really enjoyed it. I, I started to lose a bit of interest towards the end. I did love the celebrity cameos though. Every time she mentioned yes. the celebrities, yeah, like yeah, great. Lou yeah. Reed comes across really well in it. He seems yeah. like a really nice man, even though you know his persona is almost that he's very grumpy and kind. You of, should look at speaking of Lou Reed. There's an interview between him and you know Lauren Laverne. Yeah, yeah. And where he is just completely besotted with her. Oh right, and okay. Very kind of. It's like an old man trying to be charming and, and a oh, tiny bit sleazy at the same right, time, but not quite aware of how out of his league he is. Right, you know? okay, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, I have to say. Mm-hmm. I thought that once you, I think I'd read something about how it ends with uh, her just going through her records. And yeah, then I just got a bit bored of that. Okay. And then I yeah, just didn't there's, go there's, on. So there's a part after that where the, that Doctor Phil thing, and then if you watch the Doctor Phil interview, it's actually quite yeah, interesting. I'll but but it, it did bring me because even though I never would have really listened to her albums, and I listened to uh, I do not want what I haven't got in the line the Cobra, and mm. then I I knew that song you met the you met me the thief of your heart. I think it was in um oh that film with Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and am I not your girl and, and different and yeah, things I like do that. Remember that. So song, I do, yeah. but I was listening to um, I do not want what I haven't got, and I, I was driving at the time, and you know, there's other songs in the album, but they're quite good, and I was like, yeah, they're, again, very no, I always say the same, very nineties. It was all very <laughs> very nineties. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but then nothing compares to you came on. And it, you kind of just get so, I used to, do, you know, you've heard that song so many times and yeah. I kind of wouldn't think about it too much anymore, but it was the first time I'd heard it in a long time. And now maybe some of it was the familiarity of it. I was in the car, so obviously, uh, you know, I could have it up quite loud and yeah. that, but I forgot how the impact of oh, that song incredible. actually yeah. it is actually. And I don't even, I don't know what it is. Like her voice is just amazing, especially when, when she goes to those high points, when yeah. she hits those high, high notes. The, all the flowers that you planted section. Yeah. And it's so, so emotional, and yeah. it's just, it's one of those, like, I don't get, you know, you hear people saying, you know, oh, I got goosebumps by this song and yeah, that, but yeah, it was yeah. one of those yeah. songs where I really thought, oh, wow, that is that is as good as everybody oh, says it is, yeah. and there's is something. It, I just think there are certain things that are just undeniably great. Mm. What and do you I, think is it about her voice, from a musician's point of oh, view? Oh, I think, I think it's because she hasn't had all of the good things about her voice trained out of her. Okay, You know, right. she has... Like, there are times when, uh, like you say, she hits those notes, but they're not easy for her. Right, yeah. And I'm not saying they're very difficult, yeah. but she has. you hear that she's pushing herself to it. Okay. And it's a real performance. Yeah, I mean? yeah. And it, you get the impression that what you'll find out with a lot of music is, 
like the vocal might be what they call a comped take, which is just a line from this take, a line from that take, a line okay. from that. But this feels like a performance. From right. start. Whether it is or not, I'll never know. But it feels like that. And it feels like she just belted that thing out from start to finish. Yeah. And she had she's this amazing appreciation of dynamics because that song starts so low mm -hmm. and she gives herself such room to climb for it. And it just, when it hits, it's just wonderful. Yeah. And I just think that all of the, it's like, I think, if you think about all of your favorite singers, the in a way, sometimes the better they are, the less interesting yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. I think uh, people who have these perfect voices, it's a little soulless in a way, but I think she is just raw yeah. talent. And, yeah, that's and, the and, thing. And, and passion and energy, and so all the great things that you need in a singer. Yeah. But it, I just thought she, you know, and, and even if she never did, and she, she's unlikely to do anything as good as that again, and, and that's no bad thing. But that one thing, you put it up against anything. Yeah, that's ever, so you know, good, you that know. even if she never did anything, yeah. and she did lots after that, and there's lots yeah. of her songs that I actually, when I heard them again, I remember that I really liked them. A lot of the, especially songs that she did for films, that she did a, she yeah. did a couple of songs for the Michael Collins film as well. Sure. And, she, and she has that, because she has that kind of haunting yeah, Irish yeah. voice, she it, it, it suits too. it really well. But that song is just yeah. so good. Yeah. It's like, you could just do that, yeah. and you'd still be considered one of the best. Absolutely. You, you, you could put up any other song against that, and I go, yeah, it's as good as that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just... And, it, and even though thing. it's that rare exception, I think, where... A relatively rare exception where the cover is better. And it doesn't mm. matter in this case that it's a cover, because her interpretation of it is so good. Yeah. That, yeah. like, Prince good. can't do a better version of that. Like, yeah. can't now, but yeah. he, he couldn't top that. Yeah, know? and what uh, annoyed him. That's why he, yeah, he oh, put something in the pillowcase when yeah. he was fighting. No, what yeah. a crazy man. But yeah, no, I'd say that a lot to it as well. But yeah. yeah, I suppose the thing that I kind of got from the book was that she was somebody, obviously she's a very wounded person, oh, but who God. had an amazing talent in, for music. And music seemed to kind of heal her, but yeah. the music industry itself was so... Oh, it's yeah. like she didn't... She, yeah. she, she wasn't... I don't know who is cut out for the music industry, because it does sound, you know, especially that level, yeah. it sounds incredibly hard. And it's but, it was relatively primitive in this country back then at that time. Yeah. And also, you know, this is this is making music in a, in a pre-internet age, but with the demands are, are similar insofar as a similar amount of people want to see you. You don't have the internet as a promotional yeah. tool, so you have to travel a lot yeah. more than you would now. And the fact that she yeah. had a child when she was... I never knew yeah. she had a child so young. No, she, I, I, she was only 20 or something yeah. when she had her child. And she was on tour and huge yeah, when, when all of that happened. So. I mean, she's, she's pretty phenomenal person i yeah. think she's got great work still in her yeah i was saying to that i think i'd love to see her paired with someone like rick rubin who brings out yeah. something in artists that people kind of consider past their past their prime necessarily mm -hmm. but they maybe they've gotten a bit stagnant in the work they produce yeah. like she, she could go and start going on tour tomorrow and clean up yeah everyone she'd sell out everywhere yeah and uh but i don't know if she's physically up to that yeah um, it would be lovely to see something oh, like she that she did though, something recently it? i think and it was uh relatively recently and it was really well received i think it was in vicar street or something like that right she did and uh, now i think it was a while ago sorry my, my neighbors are talking outside so i'm just going <laughs> to close my door here <laughs> but um she did uh, a performance of nothing compares to you on the late late show not that right. long ago and she talks about it at the very end of the book and apparently it was really well received and I watched it last night and it is it's great now she can't right. hit that high note anymore yeah, so she goes to voices. she goes lower but you can it's just the way she is an amazing live performer oh, she just puts everything I saw into her, it so 
I went to see Peter Gabriel. Right. Who doesn't come across well in the book either. Yeah, <laughs> um, he doesn't. She was magic, loving him at the time. Um, but he was doing um, that song, the Don't Give Up song that Kate yeah, sang. Yeah. And he did another song with her. Uh, but it was an amazing show. He had a big stage at one end and then a long uh, walkway and then a circular stage at the end. And he had a big red phone box right. in there. And uh, she came out of the phone box. She had a banner? Yeah. Oh, wow. And did the song with him. Was she going stage. out with him at the time? I, they, I think so. Okay. Nobody knew at the time. Right, but, Jesus. And, uh, but it was just amazing That must have been amazing, she was, yeah. She would have been around 22 or 23 at the time incredible yeah i haven't Absolutely heard her ver- version but i can hear it almost hear it in my head yeah. now and i say she did a great she version was of that. Brilliant. Absolutely yeah brilliant. no it's yeah. great i would definitely recommend oh, this absolutely. book and i would recommend people to listen to it i know just because it's, it's really unique hearing i've never listened to an autobiography yeah. before i suppose so maybe it's not that unique but read by somebody but read in such a raw way yeah, yeah. that's what no, i like, I, like my any misgivings i had about her voice or her reading of it went away very quickly it yeah it's really enjoyable yeah. In some parts very enjoyable and other parts very you know, it's quite horrible to hear. Oh yeah, yeah. Her, but yeah. You know, she's an amazing yeah. person. She really is. There's yeah, just no denying her talents and her <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, then you don't get many people. You don't like get many her. like her. No, you know? definitely not. And so. I and I think in a, in, a, in a way we're gonna get less and less people like her. Oh yeah, we well, should yeah. look at the way she was treated when she oh, ripped yeah. up the picture. But yeah. which at the time, well, I was so young at the time when it happened. I obviously probably heard about it afterwards. Yeah. Like you know, it did seem like such a huge deal at the time. But like, it really was it? And she yeah. was just and every and what she was what the reason she was doing it was completely right. Yeah, the end of the abuse yeah. that was happening at but the time. But also what had happened the day before with her friend and stuff. We won't go into it, but it's oh, yeah. like that. But it really contextualizes that moment. In yeah. The book, you know? Yeah. And uh, right. she was right to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. She really was. Yeah. Um, but, but like, but that was the interesting thing that she said that everyone thought that was the end of her career, but for her, it kind of freed her. So, yeah, in a way, it was kind yeah. of a, a good thing that it happened. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. but I would, yeah, I would definitely recommend yeah, absolutely. the book. Yeah. Great. Okay. Right. So now we're going to talk about Friends, Friends the Reunion. Yeah. Oh, and here's yeah. my beautifully prepared piece. Yeah. <laughs> 2021, the six main cast members of the TV show Friends reconvened for the first time publicly since the show ended its record-breaking run in 2004. The finale of the show remains the most-watched television episode of the century so far. The reunion show was first mooted in 2019 and was supposed to be filmed in March 2020 and then again in August 2020, both attempts hampered by COVID-19. Despite almost 20 years since the last episode of the show aired, Almost 30% of US streaming households watched the reunion on the first day it was available. But the real question is how real life friends Lorraine and I felt about the original show and the reunion. By the end of our discussion, will we be there for each other when the rain starts to fall? Only one way to find out. It's the one where we review the reunion show. Would you like me to get you some water? Uh, yes, please. So, what did you think? I like it to um, get water. You say, <laughs> So, I, I guess. Um, this is where our age difference shows up a bit. You were probably a child when you first saw Friends. Eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah, I was considerably older. It came out in 94, <laughs> was it? Started yeah. in 94, yeah, I was yeah. an eight. I so, think, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember, you know, so I saw it as an adult, you know. Okay, it was kind right, of, um, yeah. Uh, it was kind of the end of one kind of sitcom and the beginning of another. Right. Beforehand, it was, it was now, Friends in hindsight is a very tame mm. thing, you know. But at the time, it felt quite different from everything that had gone before it. It was um, sitcoms tended to skew a little older in terms of the, the people in them and stuff mm. like that. 
and uh, so it did feel kind of fresh and new and stuff like that and the writing was was very strong as far as the, the joke rate was quite high mm-hmm. and, uh, and, I, and I think it, I think it worked very well and I liked it when it, when it first came out I really did um, and at one point I remember um, there was this whole series of new American and British comedy shows that were sh- showing on Friday nights on Channel 4 right and there was a lot of great stuff on it then yeah. Reeves and Mortimer would be on oh, yeah. with shooting stars on BBC mm-hmm. 2 the same night so you could go back and forth and see a lot of these really new great comedy uh, shows uh, so it was I loved it you know but I remember being in a I had gone to New York uh, with, my, with my sister and a couple of friends and I had seen an episode that was about a month ahead mm-hmm. of where we were here oh and right I felt like I was seeing oh, into yeah. the future and yeah. I was telling people what I'm, I'm not going to believe the <laughs> and it was one of those yeah. ones where they did uh, when he went back in time to where they were younger oh right the first okay. one of those, yeah that must have seemed incredible to yeah you know but it was um so yeah I, I did like it I have to say like, I, I, um, I think anyone who says they didn't like it were probably a bit too old for it mm-hmm. or more people liked it than we oh definitely it, yeah because you know? I was trying to think about this the other night because I rewatched the reunion so I watched the reunion twice mm. and I'm glad I'm really glad I watched it the second time actually I'll go into that in a minute but uh, when I was watching it last night I was thinking how old was I yeah and then I realized I was in the eight so I don't think I would have watched it mm. it's not like I remember it coming out I, th- yeah. I might I can't remember the first how I found out about friends yeah. I know it was huge when we were in primary school in primary school we used yeah, to especially yeah. around I'm feeling sixth or so sixth old class. now when yeah. you have been watching friends in primary school I know. it was in sixth class I remember that's the first time I remember the group of girls I hung around with were obsessed with friends and were right. obsessed with Chandler in particular when they oh, just really? thought he okay. was so funny not not looks wise yeah, they just yeah, thought yeah. he was so and they would so every it would be on on a Friday evening and then we would come in on a Monday and we would all quote lines to each other right, from friends okay. and that was the whole thing you kind of had to remember the lines were you? and like were you were Rachel <laughs> yeah. or were you a... <laughs> I it was just um, yeah it was so huge at the time and I loved it but I can't remember when I definitely wasn't watching it in 94 you know yeah. it was after that but only maybe a couple of years after that but um yeah, so it was, and it was just such a huge thing. I remember how huge it was and yeah. how huge they all were. Yeah. And I remember my primary school teacher saying this to us at the time about the phenomenon that it was. And she was saying, you know, people didn't say like before friends, as in Irish people didn't. Like, I definitely think that had a big part yeah. in the, you know, going, oh, you know, like this or like that. Yeah. Like, you know, well, from us anyway, because that would have been one of the big first main American shows that we well, watched. People we said did. it. We were a little bit. Okay, maybe, yeah. It <laughs> happened, we weren't saying it. But I remember saying that at the time, I was saying, yeah, that's probably, it was just, it was so influential in the yeah. way we spoke oh, and the way yeah, we, you know, yeah, kind of acted and, and different little things like that. But, um, yeah, so, but I didn't really hear much about I like obviously there was a lot of talk about the reunion when it came out but I think I just happened to see it on- online yeah, or something I think it was that supposed it was to out. happen like last year or something right okay and then it couldn't obviously but uh, yeah so what did you think of the reunion I, um, I quite show. liked it it was there was elements to it that I didn't care for uh, and it was a touch cheesy here and I really mm-hmm. liked the parts where they were just sitting around talking yeah, to each other they were I didn't like the, the recreating the the losing the apartment kind of oh, yeah. thing I could have done without that yeah and reenacting certain scenes I thought it was pointless yeah and James Corden I could do it out but oh, uh, I I did like it I thought it was quite quite moving in parts mm-hmm. you know yeah. but then I was thinking why haven't they been together in 16, 17 I years? know I thought that 
strange. Yeah. The six of them, and they had such a strong... They kept talking about this bond that they yeah, had. And yeah. I really believe it, that they did have this, such a strong bond when they were together. Now, I suppose they're all actors, very famous actors. They're probably very busy. They'd be away sure. for months at a time, all that yeah. sort of stuff. I know, like, it seems like the women are still very close, like yes. Jennifer yeah. Aniston and Courtney Cox and Lisa Kudrow. That, but it is strange to think that the six of them hadn't been yeah. in a room together. But I wonder to also, I'm kind of like, is that true, though? Because that seems like, or for people who are so close... But yeah. it's hard. You're looking even Maybe it's been it like to... four of them have been together. Or, yeah. You know, or that a different four or, you know, but maybe not all six of maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, there's been very few times where, like I have a bunch of friends from a particular job I did before this one. Um, we would meet maybe once a year. and uh, But there'd be a core group and then a few floaters, but not everyone at the same time, you know. Right. Okay. But that's not the same as that they were working together on a gigantic sitcom for a decade yeah, yeah. you know but it's uh mm. yeah it was strange but um but then when you when when matthew perry says nobody calls me I you did, know, did that's why all six of you haven't been together yeah. because maybe all five of you have. i know yeah. yeah so that's the thing because i watched it twice and i was because really, the first time i watched it i was so distracted by their faces that right. I felt like I couldn't really enjoy it properly but then yeah. when I watched it last night because they just looked so different and like well Lisa Kudrow and Matthew and Matt LeBlanc seems to have kind of they've seemed to age the yeah. most naturally the rest of them they've had a lot of Botox and things like that which you know which is fine people can do whatever they want but yeah. it was just because you're so used to seeing them all together as you know when they were young and looking a certain yeah. way and then they came back and even David Schwimmer was the first person I saw and his face was just so wasn't really moving he kind of seemed to have some sort of those kind of fillers or something it's, in his cheeks and quite bumpy or something. it just it looked just strange couldn't. so i was so distracted with that yeah. that i i kind of i didn't realize actually how nice it was and i really like the intro where they go from the last episode into and the, yes. the last episode they pan over to the door and then it starts the reunion yeah, starts yeah. at the door and then david trimmer is coming in yeah and, 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 that was really good I really like that. And like those kind of moments, like you're saying, where it's yeah. kind of just candid, where it's just the six of them. I thought they were lovely. And yeah. I thought if it had been more like that, yeah, that's I would what have I wanted probably enjoyed it a bit yeah. more. And also the um, the thing about their looks were, or was that for the most part, we haven't seen them in 20 years. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston, mm. yes, yeah, she's, she's by far the biggest celebrity amongst yeah. them. And uh, I, I, I thought her face looked a, uh, a bit really bothered me i have to say i didn't really notice mm. i thought courtney cox had gotten uh had improved she had a lot of filler that she had taken yeah. out and yeah. that she started to look like herself again yeah but they, they didn't really bother me that much the the looks i wasn't too distracted by it um because i was kind of thinking yeah when was the last time you saw matthew perry I know, you yeah. Know, that's he hasn't thing. had a lot of success. But, I know, but my God, it just felt so was, yeah, bad for him. Yeah. It just is so clear. For somebody who was so, you know, so animated and mm. so funny and so full yeah, of life, yeah. he just seemed, he almost seemed frozen or something. Not even just his looks-wise, but there was so, you could tell it was somebody who, I don't know if it's kind of the ravages of addiction or whatever, yeah. but it seemed like he wasn't completely there. Yeah, he, he wasn't, wasn't processing things as quick as you would Yeah. Have. There's a visible slowdown in a minute. Yeah, yeah, and his words were slightly yeah. slurred. And, and but, I felt very know. sorry for him because he was he's such a talented guy. You yeah, know? yeah. He was just had too much success at that one part. Yeah, he just ended up just doing the same role in, in other things. Yeah, you know? I think so. Yeah, and then he had a f really bad. Wasn't his fault, but it was a TV show called Sunset Strip or something. Oh right, like I never watched I think that. It was, that. it was Aaron Sorkin. Oh I think, yeah, maybe. yeah, right. He had a TV uh, show. Yeah, and, yeah, I remember um, it. 
was like a almost like a Saturday Night Live type show he was running, and it didn't last, you know. But mm-hmm. um, but if you think about it, like even Jennifer Aniston's career, what what's what's the big movie she was in? After, like I suppose, yeah, I don't know. There's she was kind of in a lot of, yeah, a lot of romantic comedies I mean? and things like that. Yeah, yeah she hasn't nothing been too in memorable. Any, no, nothing massive. I but suppose. It, then it's her, it's her personal life that yeah. has kept her in the. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I wanted to, but there was some things like I, I did think. Yeah, so I love those bits where it was just the six of them, and you could tell that there's a real bond between them, and they kind of went back into the way yeah, they yeah. were when they were younger, and they all had their kind of own roles and things like that. And Matt LeBlanc just seems like a lovely guy. Yeah, he like, is. He's all just, those memes yeah. about the Irish yeah, the circle Irish or whatever. So it's like, so I was watching that today, and I was like, yeah, he really does. Like, what is it? It's like it's like everything. It's like the way he walks, the way he kind of yeah. laughs, the I, way he like folds his arms. I think so. it was that shirt though. Yeah, I that, actually that think my mother has. That actual shirt, like it's that really shirt, like the it. fact that it was a short sleeve shirt, yeah, and, yeah, uh, it's a short because you don't see that many, no, that many American not, women wearing like that shirt, yeah. But uh, but I really like that with them all coming in. I, I would have liked it the whole way through the interview thing with James Corden. Oh, James Corden, I just cannot stand him. I don't know what he's do not know, so bad on his own show. Yeah, I, do, I never watch it because I just can't stand him. And I actually, what he does a carpool karaoke with them as well, so I watch oh, that oh, and it's like, not good at all. Like, it's because it's, it's just him being really annoying. I was trying to think, I was like, why is he so annoying? It's like, I think it's like he's trying to, he's trying to, I don't know, act like this American guy yeah. who's like, you know, born there, grew up yeah. there, and he's friends with all these celebrities. It's like, you were in Gavin and Stacey and yeah. you come from somewhere in England. Like, and that's what people liked about yeah. you. I don't know, it's like, it's so fake. There's something but so fake he, about it. It's almost like he wants to be their friend. Yeah, he's trying to use this to become friends. Yeah, so everyone smarmy. on the show. Yeah. But I know I like that, and that I like. That sorry, just uh, he the Paul McCartney one he did is really good. Oh, okay, I haven't seen. That's that. really worth a look. I don't he, watch a lot of them because I don't. They annoy me so. He much. takes Paul McCartney all around Liverpool. Oh, okay. And brings him into the barber that's mentioned in um, what do you call it, Penny Lane, and then he, right. he uh, they set up cameras in this pub, and there's a, a, a big curtain, and then they pull it back. Yeah. Paul McCartney of his band playing oh, a set wow. for his bar in Liverpool oh my and they God. Did, you can see they genuinely did not know who it was going to be Jesus, yeah. it was really good oh that's good maybe yeah. I'll watch that yeah, one that yeah that's definitely like and I thought he get, did an okay job of interviewing them I just thought any of the times where there was an audience there wasn't as good I didn't mind the table reads actually I quite liked the table the reads the table reads were okay the, the, the quiz thing I wasn't yeah, and even the time where they were like performing for yeah. other people, I didn't think it was as good. But yeah. um, but no, I, I really liked it. I thought there was there was definitely a mixture. Like it was quite long. It was one hour forty three. Yeah. I thought an hour would have been good, Absolutely. but I thought it was there was a mixture of some really lovely, genuinely moving moments, and then other moments that felt a little bit cheesy, or they were just kind of tacked on there. Didn't like the guest stars at all. And Justin no. Bieber, what is Justin Bieber doing there? He wasn't I'm even right. around when this all came out, and he has no relevance to it whatsoever. So there was a couple of people, and even Lady Gaga. Kind of like yeah. they're all just kind of thrown in there. That was an awful moment when she was thanking uh, Lisa Kudrow for her. Oh yeah, for you know, being for, different. For being one of the different ones. Yeah. As if as if Phoebe from Friends got Lady Gaga yeah. through school, you know. I know. Like, yeah. Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> but what did you think about? That? I'd never heard that before. That apparently Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer had no, I had heard for that each either. other. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of sad in a way. Yeah, you know? it, it was. was just, yeah. They um, never actually ended up getting together. I was yeah. just thinking, God, I'd say when she got with Brad Pitt, he was probably like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it now. That's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in a way, like, I think Courtney Cox said this, it was probably a good thing in a way because they obviously just challenge, 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 channel. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I'm so 
even have forgot what that word was halfway through it, but I'd already started it, so I had to get back. Um, channeled yes. all that energy and whatever else. Challenged all that energy. Um, yeah, I think that's morning, true. So, yeah. But, I, you know, and it kind of, but I don't think they were there going, oh, I think, why don't we just channel it? And yeah. So hit our performance. I wonder if people think that way. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's I just the thing. use it in yeah. my performance and be miserable in life. Yeah, I was wondering why Paul Rudd wasn't there. Did something happen between him and the yeah, Friends I cast wonder. that he wasn't there? Because he was quite a big part of the show towards yeah. the end. Well, he had said himself about his time there that he just felt like any other guest. Okay. He was never, like, he had a few key story moments, but he was, uh, he was never really... Yeah. Part of the gang, I suppose, like, yeah, know. yeah, probably not, yeah, but um, yeah, and then there was, and then the, the bits with the creators as well. I thought there could have been more of that, but mm. yeah, it was good, it was it was nice to see it. I'd say, like, there was some bits, ta- even the bits hearing from fans all around the world, I was kind of like, I don't care, or like having people like your man Kit Harrington on talking about that he thinks he's a Monica, it's like, who cares? Oh, Why does that matter? Or even David yeah. Beckham, I don't know, yeah. there's a couple of different things like that where I just thought, yeah. this is just filler. It yeah, seemed exactly, like there was yeah. a lot of filler. We want to get, well, we could have a really cases. good hour or we could milk this for two, you know? Yeah, it kind of yeah. seemed like that, yeah. But um, no, overall, I thought I thought it was good, and it was good. Yeah. there was some genuine moments in there. Yeah, but definitely. we never need another one. Yeah, know? I don't. And think I think so, it yeah. shows that a Friends reunion episode, an actual, mm. is not a good idea. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, definitely not. Work, yeah, you know? yeah. And it seems like they kind of think that themselves, yeah. which is good. Yeah. And also, in a, in a way, it's kind of like the thing you did in your twenties. Can you imagine if people kept going on? Your 20s are a lot more recent, but if you can imagine someone kept going on about your the job you did when you were in your 20s yeah, yeah. and just never, ever stopped going on about mm, it. I mean, I, past that now. I mean, they're the only ones who can't experience friends as a cultural phenomenon. They were in it as their job. Yeah. You know, so it'll never have the impact for them it had for everyone else. Yeah. In, in some ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, it's just, there's no need for it. I, I know, yeah. I'm kind of glad they didn't go down that whole route of yeah. making a final episode kind no, of definitely, film. Yeah. Like everybody wants a film to kind of add on to what the show was. Yeah, and they're never good. The Sex and the City yeah. film just ruined Sex and the City for me because Sex and the City, the series, now when I look back yeah. at it, quite problematic in areas, yeah. but at the time it seemed really good. It seemed quite gritty and real, even though it's the not at all. But the films were the just absolutely seen. terrible. And they were even filmed in a different way. They looked very yeah, different. It was, oh God, it was terrible. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad Friends aren't doing that. Yeah, absolutely. All okay. right, so we'd recommend that for yep. people who want to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it was on Sky, wasn't it? Yeah. I guess if you have Sky, you can use the Sky player and get it that way. Mm-hmm. Great. So finally, we're going to hand over to friend and colleague Paul O'Reilly who's going to tell us about uh, Metro Area's album Metro Area. Metro Area by Metro Area is a 2002 album by Morgan Geist and Dershan Jizrami. When Lorraine and Will asked me to recommend an album for them uh, this one came to mind as I'd just been listening back to it for the first time in a long time. I think it's coming up on its uh, 20 year anniversary so there's a bit of talk about it and yeah, it was struck me kind of how well it had aged um, compared to some of the music of that style of that time. Um, yeah, so like on the surface, it's I guess it's more or less a house album. Um, but yeah, like under the surface, then there's kind of uh, fairly obvious references to, you know, disco, funk, synth pop. And that's kind of where the strength of the album is and is in those contrasting styles. It's even kind of elements of lounge music in there, which I'm not really a huge fan of, but you know it kind of works overall 
um, between all the different contrasts. Um, I guess another big contrast is the um, the the combination of live instrumentation and then the more sort of programmed or synthetic instrumentation. Um, um, for me, that's a thing that's kind of really hard to do well in in a dance music context. Uh, but they definitely they definitely do it here. Um, that kind of mix of the the organic and the more synthetic. Um, you know, I guess there's a backbone there of beats and samples played, say, through an MPC or some other kind of hardware sequencer and sampler um, of the time. But then on, on top of that, there's a, you know, there's a lot of played live instrumentation by the producers themselves, I think. And apparently they also got in friends to, you know, do some live guitar, live drums, whatever. And then they kind of molded it all together after the fact. Um, apparently the tracks were released originally as a series of 12 inch singles um, and then Kind of retrospectively collated into into an album after the fact, uh, which is kind of interesting because I think it works in both contexts for me. Like in for one, in that sort of twelve-inch single tradition, which would be for DJs in the dance floor, um, and then also as a long player, you know, for home listening or or you know walking or whatever. Um, in terms of the standout tracks for me, I think would be say ones like Caught Up which is nearly like uh, Bill Withers instrumental in some ways, but there's also, you know, those really playful um, drum machine toms in there, uh, which work as a nice contrast. Um, Atmosphreak is another one I really like with that big iconic bass line. And uh, Mura, I guess the most famous, if that's how you pronounce it correctly, uh, is the most famous track on the album with those really nice sampled layered female vocals which i guess have been played in by hand then through with a sampler or a keyboard or whatever at least that's how it sounds to me and yeah that's kind of one of the things i keep coming back to on this album uh, another album that kind of reminds me of this one will be um something like the carrier district album by luke vibert which he released on afix twins reflex label in 2004 it's probably a more overtly house music album but it has that same kind of uh, organic feel yeah so that's it metro area by metro area and i'm curious to hear what you guys think of it thanks bob for that uh, <laughs> yeah. intro there but uh, yeah so this is recommended to the off, which is good because we yeah. decided that because we kept just recommending music to each other sure. that we liked and the other person, person didn't always like, like it maybe the other person feel bad for recommending yeah. it um <laughs> so we decided but yeah to... so this was paul's choice um mm -hmm. i didn't go really doing any reading about the band themselves i right. think it's two people. it's two men morgan geist and darshan jesrani okay. yeah two guys yeah. from new york i think or they were kind of predominantly in new york right so what were you referring had you heard them before no i never okay. heard them before and um so when i start, so it's i think the album it says 15th year anniversary but i think it's more like 20 years oh. now and, and paul was saying that that's why he he thought it, there's kind of been a bit of a buzz about it so i'd never heard of metro area before no, but i'm delighted that i know about them now because it's kind of exactly the type of music that i like did, so sort of, did you like it straight away yeah okay. pretty much yeah so the first time i, I was telling paul about this actually when we were at malahide but the first time i listened to it i was going on the cycle and it was a day like this it was really sunny it was coming up to the end of work so you're kind of like yeah, work is going to be over 
over soon. Yeah. Now, I went down the cycle, and the very first song is called Dance Reaction. And the album is basically like dance, disco, funk kind yeah. of music or whatever. And it really, so it's this kind of real sort of like funky disco song. And I was, and it was like a really sunny day. And the very first person, it was really surreal. The very first person I saw walking along my, you know, very ordinary state here was this young guy in kind of like, you know, one of those big red kind of furry hats that you sometimes see like hip hop stars from the 80s okay. wearing. And then he had a black t-shirt on and then a big gold chain and red really? red shorts down to his knees and then these like high top runners yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That, like he looked like somebody just out in the 70s and I was listening to this music. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> and then I cycled along. And then, yeah, and then these two guys just kind of whizzed back on their, on like, on their, um, what do you call them? Those little uh, scooters or something okay. just whizzed by. Again, I've never seen that. Yeah, this yeah. is stayed here. All of a sudden, it felt like I was. I was like, did this music just transport me back to like You're Miami Beach? Yeah. yeah, it really, really felt like that. It almost oh, felt yeah. like everything was gonna be like suddenly slowed down or whatever. <laughs> so straight away, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like yeah, this. Go. So, so it was yeah. So that was the first time I listened to it. So straight away, I, I knew I was gonna like it because it's it's very very similar to the type of music that I would be listening to at the moment okay. or that I would like to listen to at right. the moment. Wait, what were your initial reactions when you um, heard it? My first reaction was, and I don't, this is not how I feel about it now, but I thought, when you order Daft Punk on Wish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. what I felt. Really? I thought this is like demos that Daft Punk didn't use for some of their albums. Right. And they just sold them. Really? Yeah, and God. They just, do you see any kind of connection? Yeah, no, oh definitely, sounds yeah. like that one, but like... Without all of the texture and all of the... I thought there was loads of texture there, and I loved I all the different so instruments that they used, and like yeah. I, and I didn't know until I listened to Paul's intro because I got again because I'm not very musical. I sometimes like to me everything sounds like instruments, but then I also know synthesizers can make things sound like real instruments. So I didn't know sure. there was a mixture between the two, yeah. but like there are some songs that I love but, the drums in it, and I love the fact that there's all the live drums music are, and, are drums. in this. Everyone, are you, yeah, definitely, absolutely. even in Caught Up. Yeah, no, actually, I think I'm you're pretty right sure there, yeah. because there is no variation at all. Okay, oh it, right. Like, even if you listen to the now they could have recorded real drums and what, what happens a lot these days you record real drums and then you go in with a piece of software that replaces all of the drum hits with clean perfect because okay. it's like the bass drum gets hit the exact same way every time right, it doesn't okay. happen with a real band okay. so they might have taken a real player and but it's all quantized and you know on the grid right. so perfect, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. and I think when you have that you can play all the real instruments you want on top of it, but there's no, it's not the same. Because when a band plays, and uh, let's say you go from one section to another, and this next section is a bit louder or a bit, you know, the speed picks up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then when you go down to a quieter version, it automatically drops. Yeah, okay. So you get this push and pull that kind of makes things interesting. And that wasn't there. Now that's not to say I did like it, I really did like it by the end, but I kind of felt it was, uh, I thought it was very clean, mm. very clean. Yeah. And, um, and warm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it was like, again, it was kind of like, you know, the base airlines seem to guide everything. Yeah. And then every melody is built on the bass line. But it was like, uh, so you have a bass line and it was very kind of one finger bass line Right. But then the melody on top of that would be a one finger kind of pecked out kind of melody on top of it. Okay. And it just felt like an album that had no chords in it, for the most part. Okay. And and I think what you get with that, 
what you lose with that, I think, is you lose some kind of emotion to it. Because individual notes are not complex. Okay. Chords are complex. Okay. Chords are what give you feeling of music and stuff like that. Right. And I just felt. And do you that, feel like you have to have that emotion? There has to it's be. It's kind of what I respond to, but that doesn't right. mean that they're yeah. making a mistake by not having yeah, it yeah, there. It's, just, that's what it's, you're, just a, yeah. it's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah. But I think, I think if you don't have that, then you've got a harder job for yourself. Because in, in a way, I was listening to that music going, well, what is it trying to do? It felt like it felt like music for people to dance to, mm-hmm. and, but it didn't feel like it could be as enjoyable in any other environment. Right. And I think some of the mix, like the bass drum was really high in the mix. And uh, it just, at one point I was thinking, this sounds like the kind of music that you would have in a, in a nightclub in Monaco, <laughs> where people are a little too old to be there. Right. And nowhere near, and they think this is hip music. Or really? Something. This is, it struck me as very European. Right. And you know, like when, I remember being in Holland and, and uh, at one point, and a friend of mine had a, a student staying with him who was from Switzerland. And we're trying to think, what, what good has Switzerland ever done for us culturally? <laughs> Like, there's no good Swiss music. There's no good Italian music in terms of, like, like music that... It hasn't travelled to us anyway. Can you think of a good Italian band? Um, no. I no. know an Italian rock band just won the Eurovision. <laughs> they're not a rock band. They enter the Eurovision. They're not a rock band. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, it just struck me as... Pavarotti. Um, the famous rock musician Pavarotti. No, but I, I look, I think it's... um I. I don't think it has the inventiveness of, say, Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that whole thing of repetition again. Yes. Like, they'll play a bass line. And it will ju- at one point, I was listening to one of the songs, and it was going, right. So they're playing this, this drum loop and this bass loop on top of it. So they'll play it through four times. Mm-hmm. Then the next two times it comes around, they've added hand claps. Mm-hmm. Then the next two times they come in, the hand claps are gone, and now there's a little string kind of motif going on. And then that goes, and then something else comes in. But the, the bits are so small that they're adding each time. Yeah, but that... Mm. But it just... The song just stays on a straight line. <laughs> and it never... It never... I don't know. Like, so, like, the first three songs, I think, added up to 12, 14 minutes or something like that. Mm. And the difference between the start and the end of each song was they just had a few extra bits. But the bass line hadn't... It changed or become more intense or dropped off even when they would drop off the drums and then the bass line would continue it mm-hmm. would continue as if the drums were going at full blast right and uh so i just kind of felt like i don't know i just kind of it, it all felt like it was going on too long for no real reason mm-hmm. but i think the reason is keep it going so people can dance to yeah, it yeah and for djs and stuff yeah. like that as well i suppose yeah but it but then when you're just listening to it in your car or whatever it, it just keeps going and going and, and i and i don't feel it's getting any better even on a sunny day like this now yeah, I, I, that just, there's a million things i would listen to before that right okay you know, it, right. i just didn't think it was good enough for me to ever go back to right to god yeah. because no i i liked it i thought they were fine yeah but, you know right yeah because yeah. i was the complete opposite now because i was listening yeah. i was thinking because this is like exactly <laughs> like exactly the type of music that i like but no i really loved it it's funny that you said you think it sounded very european i thought to me it was very new york like it like when i think of yeah, new york house that, yeah. dance kind of disco funk sort of music 
that's what I think of. I know it did help that cycle on the first day and it was like the very first day and I think I was in a good mood that day and it was sunny and we're coming to the end or whatever. And you know there was sometimes when you listen to a song for the first time in a, in a particular moment or time you kind of associate it with that and then it was just so weird with those yeah. people walking along the street that it kind of but I loved that kind of American but now it was in the noughties it wasn't even the 90s I think it was more yeah. there were two like New York DJ producer guys from the noughties and they were really big apparently in the New York dance scene in the yeah. noughties and this so these were all uh, originally released as 12 individual tracks I think or yeah. individual 12 singles and they released it on their own label and then they brought it all together for this album. But yeah, no, I loved it. And I love the fact, I love that uh, there is a mixture between um, synthesizers and synth music and then live music, which apparently was played by the producers yeah, and yeah. friends yeah. as well that I was reading. And um, yeah, I really liked it. I think like for me, I suppose there's just, yeah, like I don't mind the repetition. I don't mind the fact that mm. it's one. And then I like that you were saying every so often little things come in. To me, I really like that because it's kind of like it's like oh, yeah. it's almost teasing you with a little thing, but it's not going to keep it there for a long time because <laughs> something else is going to come yeah. in. I think I like, now that we've talked about it so much, I've started to think, I think I like, maybe I find the whole repetition of a song quite soothing or something. Mm. And then, and then, because I don't think I like songs that change too much. Like, you know, there's standout songs, obviously, like say, you know, like, um, oh my God, that really famous Queen song, Bohemian Rhapsody. Obviously, that's yeah, a song yeah. that changes completely. But that's you know, almost that's like great. four songs bolted together. Yeah, and, yeah. and that is great. But I know, I know that's an extreme version yeah. or an extreme example. But sometimes I kind of like, I don't need a song to be no, changing no, too much for me. And I, I, there's a band I like called The High Lamas, and they do kind of a mix of songs and instrumentals. But when they do their instrumental stuff, there's, there's a couple of songs they do where they just keep the chord sequence going and going and going mm -hmm. and uh but it'll be at the end of a song as such right but i think yeah. i think what i what this sounds like to me is two european guys doing an impression of american music do you think it doesn't so? seem right. authentic to me it's just oh, okay. a, did I, did, to me, yeah. I think there's no there's absolutely no edge to that music at all but like when you say edge though what do you mean because like that like because that is house dance yeah, disco but music. I think like maybe it doesn't need to have an edge. Because no, Daft Punk is quite to. different. I know Daft Punk yeah. is like, because I, I love Daft Punk, obviously, but I'm not as big of a fan as their robotic voice thing. I'm not mad into yeah, that I, as I, much I, as their, I, I like that their stuff is the stuff that I like that's kind of like this. It's more. But look at something like Around the World by Daft Punk. Was that like their second thing or something? The second one. Oh, really? Was that, is that but, right? Yeah. Okay. But that's very repetitive. It's just yeah. around the world around. But yeah. the way they break it up with the little instrumental breaks and stuff yeah. like that. And um, I just think that's more inventive and mm -hmm. keeps you engaged more. With this, I found... I, I, I have to say I like that there's moments where I found this is kind of like the, the slicker end of some... It has a very 80s kind of feel to it at times. Yeah, yeah. And it has a, like that... There's a couple of instrumental moments in it where I was kind of, that reminds me of almost like Duran Duran at times. Mm. Just like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, or what Duran Duran would be listening to back then. Right. You know, yeah, and it yeah. was, uh, but it just felt to me like uh, very clean, mm -hmm. very, uh, I don't know, just. No, I know what you mean. Very functional. Yeah, just... no, I know what you mean. And I, I do think, and I think with this type of music and a lot of sort of dance, house, disco, whatever, there's kind of a time, it, you know, there's a per mm. it's kind of serving its purpose and there's a time and a place for it, I suppose. There's just, and I think I actually have a high 
tolerance for it whereas i know probably other people they might yeah. listen to it at certain times like say maybe if they're like you know outside drinking with their friends yeah. and this music was on the background or something like that whereas i like i could go on a cycle and listen to this or a walk sure. or i could be driving somewhere or whatever and yeah. i so I, I do think i have kind of a higher tolerance for this type of music yeah. than other well, people but to me it just felt like a bit generic in a way right like okay. i could See, probably find a bunch of stuff like this see i don't know if you can though because that's the thing like i because i would be listening but to then why doesn't it sound why does it not sound new then if do you know what i mean it just it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like i haven't heard anything like this before like i think mm -hmm. there has been stuff like this before i don't know if it's been obviously that like i don't know much mm -hmm. about it and that's why i want to after this album now i'd like yeah. to kind of look into more kind of house dance music yeah. from this era but to me it's kind of like the best of it though like for or one of the best from that yeah. time like if you're into kind of dance music from kind of the naughty sort of that new york scene i think it's probably one of the, it's definitely one of the mm. better ones so i'd say there is other things like it but i just don't think they're as good and i didn't like every single track but it was only one or two tracks that i wasn't mad about pretty much everything else yeah. i thought was great and that um euro one m-i-u-r-a that one has yeah, like the second or third one. It's the second yeah. one, and it has that vocal with the the the, the woman, and it kind of goes yeah. up high. And I I don't know if that's been used somewhere else or what. This song is a bit familiar. Yeah. So, but that that was good, and I did read a review, kind of saying something. They really really liked it, but saying something similar to you that um, there was times where you know it was going on for six or seven minutes, and they just thought that the song deserved vocals that something else should have happened. And I was reading it, going, no, not everything needs no, vocals. They, no, they I definitely think. don't. But I think if you take vocals away, you. Not that music has to have a story, but but I think it has to have a whatever you do pretentious about it, it has to have a story that there has to be movement in it, there has to be mm. sections. That doesn't have to be, but it, I think it works better when there are sections that kind of that you can move away to and then return to, and that's where yeah. you get the dynamics in the song. Right, For me, yeah. I, I guess I was trying to think of what was the best way I could describe this. It was like I found a, a CD of surprisingly good production music okay yeah, what, what do you know mean when you say production music production music is royalty free music that you can oh you can get God. to use in an ad or something like that it just God. It, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it it just you know but I, I think the reason why there's not much happening in it though is because it was you know it was made for a particular scene which was the dance right. scene in yeah. New York and what and like and dancing all over the world not just in New York whereas so I don't think well, you I know not a lot has it. to has yeah. to be happening oh, in it, it would definitely work better there I, and I think that's its home you know yeah when yeah. you take it out of that home yeah it didn't do it for me okay you know? right yeah um, I just think it's great summer music as well especially at the moment yeah. when it's so sunny you're just like whoa I'm oh, just look, in Florida I, I, or <laughs> somewhere else I don't think I, I go back to it but I was coming in here today and I put it on again just to be uh, fresh and I liked it I, have to, yeah. I did like it yeah but I don't think it's doing a single original thing Right. Okay. Right. I, yeah. I I did really like it, and actually, because I looked it up afterwards to see, they haven't. It seems like they haven't released anything since, and they did yeah, apparently. Nobody bought it. <laughs> no one wants. No, this was off. really popular. Apparently, it was really. It was. It was really popular at the time, and they were lauded and everything, and and they were in that scene. They were they were really mm. popular and really they were you know people yeah. thought that they were great because they are. <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, we shall agree yeah. to slightly disagree yeah, again. Out of five, wish. what would you give it? Um, all right. So, I guess th there's no point in, in reviewing anything based on what I think of it at that time. I, can't, I always think about it in terms of what it's trying to do, mm, and I think yeah. it's very successful what it's trying to do yeah. in being a, a pale imitation of that. <laughs> <laughs> 
they were trying that to do that. That's what devils that they didn't want. God. <laughs> right, okay. But if anyone wants something that sounds like music for a good car ride, <laughs> yeah, they could do worse. No, no, I'm, you know, I'm kind. I did like it. I thought there's a real... Um, it, 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 the sophistication there, but it's mm. not obvious. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think they're yeah they're very tasteful and they're very good at what they do, and I and I definitely liked it. I definitely enjoyed listening to it, but I just at times I was kind of I kept focusing on what it wasn't, right? You know, or what it, what I, I felt like it needed, or what I felt like okay it needed less of. But I would imagine now again I don't know anything about music, but I would imagine though this type of music that to me just sounds so kind of nice and easy and it's just lovely to listen to is probably very hard to do because I I don't think about that about but I think music. I find that music is very unmemorable when you're not listening to it. I think it's it's hard to recall mm. a lot of those. But tracks, in terms of their you know? skill as producers or as DJ or whatever, yeah, you know, I, like I because not everybody can do something like this. I think. Because um, I, I think people could try to do it, but it wouldn't be as good as this. I think this music is more replicable than uh, than than some. I think I could approximate this music quite easily. Do you think it would be as good? I'm not saying it would be as good, uh, but I think it would be. I could get with it. Do you think I think it'd be as funky, is it not? That's kind of that. I don't like, think it's particularly funky. I think it's very funky. I think it's very. I just thought it was kind of. I felt like white guys trying to be I don't know it just felt very white music right okay very white okay you know? yeah and well I suppose they are so that's well they strange. are but I mean I, I, you know you, you can imagine like dance music has has roots in, in mm. you know in a, a lot of different cultures but yeah. it just feels like they're going with the one okay. <laughs> right, I, I don't sure. know I just felt it was I don't know it, it just doesn't uh, it doesn't inspire me in any way I just think it's uh like it felt like demos of of you know stuff that just doesn't seem finished or right. anything, you know. Oh God. Uh, but I liked yeah. it. I have to say, I did like it. Right, but, but I, yeah, uh, I loved yeah. it, and I think it's going to be yeah. up there now with one of my most listened albums of this year because I've been ever since I started listening yeah. to it, I've been listening to it loads. And now I do think now it's very much a summer album, and I can't imagine myself listening to it as much say in winter. But I'm yeah. kind of I take notions about music like that. Like yeah. I think this is a summer album. This is a winter album. Well, it was but better I, than that album where some guy was. Dropping a big bin in a car park. And Are you talking about Andy Stash? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Andy Stash is so catchy. <laughs> oh, check it out. <laughs> well, I think yeah. it's great and I'm really uh, appreciative of Paul for recommending it yeah, so thanks absolutely. Paul and um, yeah now I, I'm going to look for other music that sounds like this yeah. I thought it was yeah, great yeah, look I would give it a music. and I liked it <laughs> okay so um, any um, recommendations uh, recommendations I just finished uh, Mayor of Easttown which oh, is quite good right okay uh, I think it was quite as good as everyone thought, but a lot of people thought, but it was very yeah. good. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished reading a book called Panenka oh. by, uh, full disclosure, uh, an old music pal of mine. Right. He wrote oh, a book okay. called Leonard and Hungry Paul, which was a big hit. It right. was the One Dublin, One City, One Book choice right by Dublin Library last year. Mm-hmm. And it's his follow up book. It's absolutely fantastic. Right. The best okay. thing I've ever read. And uh, what else have I watched? I watched a film called In the Earth. Oh, terrible. It? Okay. It was a horror film. And if you thought 
the end of the Blair Witch Project was kind of, well, you didn't see anything. <laughs> this is not for you. Right. <laughs> it's even worse. Okay. Unless you're scared of trees, then you might find it really scary. Um, what about you? Scary. Yeah, so a couple of things. So I watched that Bo Burnham Inside, which I mm. loved. I thought it was great. It's great. You, oh, did you? Because really the first time it, yeah. you said you didn't really First like 20 it. minutes, I turned it off. Right. Oh, I um, loved it. And I kept thinking I was going to, I was like, okay, this is really funny, but I'm going to turn it off eventually. But I just I kept on going, God, he is so funny. And just testament to the fact of how much a beard and long hair can make somebody oh, yeah, attractive. Yeah. He was in that film um, about the woman. Uh, I can never remember the Promising name. Promising Young Woman. Yeah. I did not find him attractive at all. And he, then looked, this, he was, was so was like, handsome and it was ridiculous. Yes. so ridiculously talented. Yeah. But have you looked at any of his other comedy specials? No, no. He but is I, incredibly I, obnoxious. Okay, him. right. Yeah. Not I haven't, I haven't actually watched That's any of the That's what kind of put me off. Okay. First time, but this is a brilliant piece of work. Yeah, no, it was brilliant, yeah. and I would really recommend. I recommend it to my sister and her boyfriend, and their my sister is like, it's a bit weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. I, but I thought it was great, and the fact that it kept it got darker and darker and yes, darker towards uh, the end. So Bo Burnham inside, I would definitely recommend songs that. Are fantastic. Oh, they're so good. So that one, Welcome to the Internet. I did, I, yeah, I've had that brilliant. in my head for days. And, and the uh, thing with the sock. Yeah, very the family works, guys. Was all, he's obviously very clearly influenced by Family Guy yeah. in that with the surreal humour, but I really like that. I learned how to play that song, and it's a really well-written song. Oh, is it? Very, okay, very right. I must, I, I'm going to look at some of his other comedy stuff, though. But I, I, I don't know if they're as good as this. No, uh, yeah. He's very obnoxious. Right, that they're not yeah. as good, yeah. But um, And then I started watching On Becoming a God in Central Florida, which I is good. I started last year tonight, but I think I was too tired to keep yeah, going. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and I still don't really know about what some of it is, but... And, it's very Fargo-ish. It's that okay. kind of dark, sort of well, weird humour. But uh, and Kirsten Dunst is brilliant in it. I think yeah. she's great. But um, is uh, you recommending the Kaminsky method? I haven't seen that. Oh, somebody else said. Right. Okay. okay yeah. I, I watched the first episode and couldn't deal with the hustle. Okay. No, I haven't um, watched that at all. No. But I'm becoming a god. I really like. Now it is getting a bit ridiculous. I have a feeling it's going to get too ridiculous. But the first couple of episodes I thought were yeah. brilliant. And then I'm list. I'm obsessed. Or you're wrong about that podcast that I think we might have mentioned before. Yes. It's like yeah, yeah. they. It's like two journalists, Sarah Marshall and Mike something I can't remember his surname and they're both journalist writers and they basically just take a topic every week and just do a okay. deep dive into it and right. they, they're really they did really a lot good of episodes researchers. on the OJ Simpson they did around five or six episodes on the OJ Simpson yeah. but it's so good they're so funny but then they, they'll take a topic say like the OJ Simpson but the OJ Simpson they split it up into six so they'll have one on just Marsha Clark you know the, the lawyer okay, and yeah, so they'll yeah. have two episodes of that or the one on the Bronco case but they won't just look at that they'll look at they'll read lots of magazine articles from the time okay. look at videos from the time and they do a lot of research yeah, into it but they're okay. also very funny the two right. of them are very funny now just a, not that I'm saying our voices aren't like this but the very first time I tried to listen to it I think I texted you yeah. and said I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep going with this because their voices are kind of annoying they're a little bit right. annoying they're just they're very high pitched I know I can't talk but they're very you high pitched <laughs> sometimes I do but uh, <laughs> uh, they're very high pitched and it can be I think so you might listen and go as Irish people I think you might listen and go yeah. oh but, but stick with past, it you know? yeah because they are yeah. so good and they're so funny yeah right. so it's great anything else? And I think that's that's it. I am looking for a new TV show at the moment, so I might try out that Mayor of Easttown one. Yeah, well, we were going to watch... Uh, we are thinking of watching the um, Murder at the Cottage. Right. With the Sophie Tascan. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. So like, for the next one, we're going to watch the two. Yeah. And Netflix have a rival one that's yeah, coming that's out mad, in, isn't it? Uh, on July on June, June 30th. 30th. Yeah, so we're going to watch the two of those. Yeah, and maybe compare them to, to the, West Cork. the parent, uh, West Cork. Which I, I already which is, know West Cork is going to be the best, but yeah. yeah. I did hear recently that the, her Sophie Tosca de Flavier's family have 
at the last minute withdrawn their interviews from oh. from it. From Jim Sheridan's Jim one. Jim Sheridan's one. So really? that's gonna leave a big hole. Oh it, god, you know? right, yeah. So anyway, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And maybe we'll those. find somebody else to recommend us. Yeah, album. absolutely. Yeah, a third maybe party. We'll ask DC to do it. Oh yeah, yeah that'll just be recommend, good. Uh, Sultan's a pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. What All right. All right. Until, until next time. time. Bye. Bye. Oh look at that, we said everything.